0: Here we go, the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. I am Eddie Cohn, the host, the creator of the Spiritual Spiral. Welcome to the show. It's been a couple of weeks. And I think first off, before I get into it, I've just been kind of busy over the last couple of weeks writing. I wanted to take a little bit of time off. Also, I was sensing it's it's a lot of work. Putting these podcasts together, and I'm busy writing a book. And it, today's Saturday, and I've got a lot going on. And I'm teaching another yoga class at a place called Omtown in Culver City Monday nights. So come by, by the way, and check out the studio. And I think I also just wanted to sort of digest a bit that's going on in my life and focus a little bit more on my book and try and get it done. And also, I've just been getting a lot of responses about my conversation with shark a couple of weeks ago, it was really freaking powerful. And a couple of friends said something like, boy, you, you need to have more of those types of conversations. Well, those types of conversations aren't always easy to find. You know, you, you don't always meet a 28 year old who has gone, who's going through chemotherapy and just got diagnosed with stage three lymphoma. So yeah, those types of stories are pretty powerful. And for me, it certainly made me realize you know how lucky i am and it was it was a it was a powerful talk and thanks so much for the support reaching out to me thanks again for shark for listening if you have no idea what i'm talking about go back listen to the conversation i had with shark and yeah i think you'll really enjoy it i am busy still editing another podcast which should hopefully drop in the next couple of days but i had to get on the show today I had to get on and talk about Dolly Parton ruining the world. (laughs) Now, I want want you to, and I want to play a couple pieces for you from a podcast, but I want you to think about something. And I was listening to Cory Booker actually talk on the Ezra Klein show a couple weeks ago. He He was running for president. He was a mayor over in Newark, New Jersey. And I actually found him to be really interesting and really smart. But he said something. He said the hardest thing right now for a candidate is to get somebody off their ass, get them out of the house, and get them passionate about something. Because that's like impossible now. So I'm bringing this up because Dolly Parton, like a few days ago, posts this Instagram photo where it's split into four screens. One screen is a photo of her sort of, it's it's LinkedIn version of Dolly. Well, so it's obviously a little bit more professional version of a photo. The next one is Facebook version Dolly, where it's probably a little bit more family style. Then there's the Instagram version where she's probably, you know, on a vacation or taking a food picture. And then there's the Tinder version. And Tinder is a dating app really it's kind of like a hookup app where people go on there and find somebody that's in their area you check to see how hot they look and maybe they'll hook up and have sex and so the last photo is sort of like this promiscuous um, picture of of dolly and so this is taken over our culture over the last few days. I went on Instagram yesterday, and I see other people doing it. And then I type it in on Instagram, or I type in Dolly and, and something on Google. And sure enough, she, I guess, created or came up with this, this idea of the four version picture of Dolly. And so I go online and then Ellen DeGeneres has done it and Oprah Winfrey has done it. And all these people around the world are doing these stupid fucking photos, four pictures of what you should look like in all these four different mediums. And I even you know, follow a couple of yoga teachers and one of them did it. And you know, she's saying, oh, it's, you know, it's just 15 minutes of my life gone. Because I, I went online and posted this stupid fucking photo where I am showing you four different versions of me. And the reason why I'm somewhat upset and annoyed, because this is exactly the problem. Cory Booker talks about the biggest challenge candidates have is to get people out of the house, off their ass, and try and create change. Yet Instagram can magically get people for 15 minutes to become obsessed with this silly little ditty going on. Is it possible? How does that happen where we get so enraptured by something stupid on Instagram, but we can't get out of the house and think about homelessness or the drug crisis or think about who's going to be running for president in 2020? We live in a culture now where people just want to waste time doing stupid shit. It's nonstop. And somebody on Instagram said something like, oh, you know, it's 15 minutes of my life, I'll never get back. Let me tell you something. If Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah Winfrey who have millions of followers are doing something stupid like that, all of their followers are going to do it also. So you have a world of millions of people right now frantically looking or looking around their phone trying to find the perfect photo to post on Instagram that captures this silly little ditty that Dolly Parton came up with. And so millions of people in America right now are doing that instead of reading or talking or thinking of something interesting to say or something interesting to do. That's why our culture is so fucked up. And that's why nothing potentially will change because Instagram is able to capture your attention. Instagram is able to get you to do something stupid for 30 minutes. The world out there, the world that needs actual change, they're not going to be able to do it. So how is it that Instagram can do it? And presidential candidates or causes that are trying to create change, why can't they get you off of your ass and do something? And again, it's, that, it's the power of Instagram. It's the power of being a part of a community, being a part of something silly, getting likes. And why do we get so easily manipulated and is doing something so ridiculously stupid? You tell me. I don't know why. I don't get it. So congratulations to Dolly Parton for dumbing down our culture. Congratulations to Ellen and Oprah Winfrey and all these advocates out there who, tr- who are trying to create growth and more spirituality and more depth in our world. Nope, you've actually contributed to the downward-facing spiritual spiral of our culture by posting that silly little photo Millions of people around America are following suit and doing the same thing as you. Yep, that's right, Nellie. We're not going to do that. We are not going to. We are not going to stoop to that level and post such ridiculously silly photos on Instagram. And I want to read now a great article. I'm not going to read the whole article to you. That just came out the last few days with the president of Instagram. It's called, This is the Guy Who's Taking Away the Likes. And, his, and the CEO of Instagram is Adam Mosseri. And so definitely check it out. It's in, the New York, it's in the New York Times. But I just wanted to read a clip. And then I'm going to play a clip from the Ezra Klein Show and then I'll let you go. Indeed, the most obvious dark forces, pornography, self-harm, disinformation seem almost simple compared to the largely unknown long-term impact of a platform that has turned every vacation, every dinner party, every parental milestone into an online performance. Instagram has so incentivized, incentivized the distortion of reality that it lured moneyed millennials to the doomed fire music festival on an impoverished island. A couple fell to their deaths while trying to snap the perfect cliffside selfie. And a woman vented that her six-year-old son wasn't as popular as his siblings because images of him received fewer likes. Anything that anybody does to bring more people to this terrible platform is actually... Creating more harm than good. I know it's a hard concept to sometimes think about. But the more interaction on Instagram, the less productive our world becomes. The less positive our world becomes. We have all become actors. We are all pretending. It feels, people think of it as some sort of panacea where it literally can fix all of their problems. But it's, it's the complete opposite. And then last section here. Eva Chen, the director of fashion at Instagram, stressed that the app is an accessory for the majority of its users and not the main event. So much of the advice I give to young people is not even within the confines or constructs of Instagram. Living a life to someone else's standards of what cool is or isn't is not a good way to live. But that's exactly what young people are doing. That's exactly what adults with kids are doing when they post their nonstop selfies and pictures of their kids all the time. They are looking for feedback. They're looking for satisfaction. They're looking to be recognized as a success, as a good parent. And and how is it that we get so wrapped up in this stuff? How do these trends become a reality? Who's responsible for this? It does feel like if you don't join the party, then there must be something wrong with you. I want to read the latest blog post from Seth Godin. And then I'll play a clip from the Ezra Klein show and leave you there. It's called Awareness versus Experience. We are, we are more aware than ever before, more aware of victims of violence or a natural disaster, more aware of insane wealth or grinding poverty. It gets beamed to us regularly. We're even more often exposed to social hijinks, sports cars or business moguls. We're aware that people run a marathon or fast for a week, but there's a difference between hearing about it and experiencing it. There's no excuse for being uninformed, but when it matters, there's also no good reason for being inexperienced. There's often a piece of glass between us and the world as it's delivered to us. That glass magnifies awareness but it doesn't have the same impact as experience does. It can't. Our awareness has been stretched wider than ever in history, but often at the cost of taking away a lifetime of experiences. I think it's really well said. And I think it supports so much of my issues with Instagram and social media. It's turning people into zombies and lazy And as Cory Booker said, the biggest challenge is getting people out of the house. Becoming active. And I know it may feel like you're active if you're putting a photo together and being a part of what Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah Winfrey and Dolly Parton are doing online, but it's actually passive. It's infantile, it's passive. It's creating more indolence in our society. It's more laziness, more couch surfing. It's just creating little silly ditties last but not least in today's episode i had to play a clip from the ezra klein show it's called work as identity burnout as lifestyle it's episode 286 he's speaking to alan helen peterson and Derek thompson from the atlantic and they're talking about this idea of workism how work has changed And I was really struck by something that Derek said about social media and how it feels as though, and I've even joked about this in the past on Instagram, if you don't post about something, did it actually happen? So let me play this clip. I'll share a few quick thoughts and I'll let you go. Again, this show is about getting you off of your ass, getting you off of your phone and actually being an active participant in life. That's the purpose of the show to bring some awareness about how freaking ridiculous Instagram is, how it's ruining the culture. And I'm trying to remind you to become an active participant in life. So let me play this clip.
1: Uh, Flow by the psychologist Mihai me high. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Wait, you, you, you can pronounce it. I think his it's Mihai me Mihai, but that, like that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I, believe I, I mean, that, I didn't maybe, believe maybe. maybe. I'm, I, I avoid <laughs> mentioning that book in my favor. M period, C period. Um, and, and he makes this point that joy from work and joy from any activity is, is, is internal. It, it's, it's the love that we get from the pure act of doing. And all social media is this brutal force for externalization. That, like, for a lot of people, the work isn't real until you slack about it, the vacation isn't real. Mm-hmm. until you Instagram about it. The job accomplishment isn't real until you link in about it. The, the, the engagement or the baby isn't real until you put it on Facebook. Like, obviously the baby is real. But I mean, I do think that this, is, we've, we've come to expect that the sort of finishing touch on all these different projects of our lives, both actual work and just life, is the public demonstration of that fact on social media. But the sheer pressure of having to externalize your entire life, I think inherently takes away from the thing that has been scientifically proven to make us happy, which is just the pure act of enjoying it. And in a way, I think that this is just a a sort of implicit crime of social media is that it forces us to be external beings. It forces us to, um, to always be out of the moment so that we're constantly thinking, how is this going to play among other people? And I I think that that is uh, a really depressing aspect of um, the intersection between between work and social media.
0: It does feel like you have to be a part of it to exist. And I think it's really sad. And I think it's really sad how easily human beings are manipulated. I feel like, and I'm going to talk a little bit on my next podcast about the Conor McGregor fight and this idea of we're all just animals. On the one hand, we're such aggressors. We can be. But then I think like sheep or cows, how easily we can all just be herded and be tricked into doing what everybody else is doing. It's pretty sad. And I think it shows a lot of weakness. It shows a lot of Ease in which we can be so easily manipulated. And again, I don't understand how Instagram became so popular. I mean, I I get it, sure. But as the show sort of discusses, it's incredibly complicated. We're capable of so much more. You know, I've spent four hours today working on 25, 30 pages of my book. And it's a lot of work. And I have no idea if I'm doing a good job or not. But I do know that I was able to focus on the task at hand and find words in my brain that create a story that seem to make sense, that will hopefully make people think and laugh and contemplate their own lives it's a lot of work I guess that's my point life is a lot of work and it's so easy to be distracted by the silliness of Instagram and social media but I think instead of going down the rabbit hole of Instagram we really need to spend more time turning inward and going down the rabbit hole of our own lives of our own brains and figuring out what we really truly believe in and want to become deeper and more active participants of life promise a couple new podcasts will be coming in the next few days I have two interviews lined up but they aren't till next week so those probably won't land on all podcast sites for a couple weeks but I'm not going anywhere I'm still editing another podcast I'm going to record another one in the next couple days if you dig the show head over to iTunes can be really helpful if you give it a five star or write a review. You can message me on Instagram at Eddie Cohn or on Twitter at Eddie Cohn, say hello. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast.